Hello and welcome to another edition of the UK Scriptwriters Podcast with me, Danny Stack. And me, Tim Clay. And we're delighted to be uh, joined today via Zoom. So uh, heads up straight away on the sound quality, but top quality guest in terms of a video game specialist, Andrew Walsh. Hey, hi Andy. Hello, pleased to meet you. <laughs> now, yeah, Andy, the reason that we, you're the ideal guest for us is a couple of things. First of all, you, you're into games, but I know you've done a bit of TV writing as well, which would sort of talk about that transition. Uh, and the other thing is we know you're a big advocate of writers, that you're always up for doing talks and uh, being on committees and, and so on. So we know that you're a, a sort of a passionate writer and an advocate of writers in, in general. Is that a good summary? Yes, uh, well, I hope so. We try, try to be. Um, I mean, writing can be a very isolating um, process. Um, and I think we all function much better as a community, both looking after um, uh, um, industrial sort of interests in terms of knowing what, what we should be charging where and what our rights are. Um, and I think that's both for writers and employers. Uh, it helps everybody to know what a decent set of conditions are so that we can all get on with the creative side of things. Uh, and then I think it's great for us all to, to be in touch and exchange ideas because if we didn't care about our crafts, we wouldn't be doing it. At least I hope that's the case. So sharing ideas is important uh, for, for all of us. And um, I've been lucky enough to meet uh, people like yourselves who are uh, always advocate, advocating for, for writers and, and passing ideas and, and knowledge on. So um, I, I've taken that as inspiration, as I'm sure many people have been inspired by these podcasts. You've taken it a step further than us, Andy, because you waved that kind of flag publicly via the Writers Guild of uh, Great Britain. So you're, um, you're involved there. You, you set up the video games um, committee, I believe, which didn't exist at all. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was a good few years ago now. Um, I, I always forget how many years ago, but uh, 10, 12, 15, I don't know. But we, I, I joined um, uh, the Guild as a, um, when I was working in, in theatre and television. Um, and my career was in the process of moving through uh, into video games at, at the time. I'd done a few bits and pieces, but was moving more into it as a... Um, the, the main uh, source of my, my income and, and, and craft. Um, and uh, was was then able to sort of work with the guild to, to start to represent uh, video game writers and to help people understand what the industry was about. And at the same time, working with the uh, International Game Developers Association from the other side of it, because they know games but don't really know writing, and the uh, WGGB who uh, knew writing but didn't really know games. So working with those two organisations, it was uh, a really positive way of helping to introduce the, the con both sets of concepts across um, uh, to each other. Um, and uh, yeah, still remain active with both, both of those groups. Fantastic. Let's get into a little bit of that double writing career that you've sort of had then, Andy. So you started off, uh, if I understand it, in the kind of traditional TV, let's just call it that, kind of traditional TV uh, setting with um, uh, long-running shows. Uh, how, how did you even get into that? Because for many people, that wouldn't be their stepping stone. That would be their big thing that they were pleased that they actually got to but for you it seems like it was part of just an ongoing journey everybody's writing career takes a, a different road i know people who are very focused on an individual um medium or a, an, um, and even within that specific um forms of writing be it a um adaptation or, or a, a very strong political voice um I've, I've always found an interest in in just 
varying the challenges. Uh, so um, I started off in, in theatre and I discovered um, that it was quite hard to make a living in, uh, in theatre. Who'd have known that? Um, and um, I did an MA in television and radio script writing and um, got an opportunity off the back of that to, to get involved with a, um, developing a soap opera with Granada TV. Um, and that I loved the problem solving and the storytelling and, and the speed and the pace of everything. So the, most of the theatre I did was, was um, the adrenaline fueled low budget end of it. So, uh, okay, let's throw all of this together in only a few weeks with a couple of plastic chairs in the group and see what happens. Um, and so Popper sort of feels a bit similar to that in terms of the pacing and the, and the deadlines. Um, and then I got pulled into um, Emmerdale and Biker Grove and, and Family Affairs and um, uh, worked through a, a, a whole range of TV. But alongside that um, was was playing video games as a, uh, as a hobby. And I'll so learn to write it. Oh, sorry. What was this, Andy, in terms of the TV work? Um, the TV work, um, I was working through um, the uh, the late the late 90s uh, was when I was sort of beginning to get established through there into the early 2000s, um, uh, working in, in TV full-time uh, uh, in-house. Um, and then I've continued to work off and on in television since then. Uh, uh, most recently, I did a couple of TV series such as uh, Raven uh, for um, uh, CBBC, which is great stuff. Um, and I still, I still love TV uh, and, I, and and other media and move across there. But um, it, again, it's one of those strange things with playing games. It had never struck me uh, as a writing medium, even though I played games until I got chatting to someone uh, who was working on a on a game uh, and, and and needed a writer. And it was one of those things that just came came together at the time. Um, and I wasn't looking to make a move into the industry full time at that point. Uh, it was just serendipitous that uh, it sort of opened the door to me um realizing what it was about and then starting to really study what it, what it would mean to work in that in that medium and it was a good industry introduction as well because i didn't i didn't end up getting paid properly and the company folded and uh, the game was never released and that, that's a really good introduction to the games uh, industry as well <laughs> business as usual then <laughs> yeah 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 i mean le learning those things right at the front of the, of the of the job was a really good way of of, of, of seeing some of the pitfalls by by falling straight into them and landing on my nose uh you know so i i i, I learned through <laughs> through that, that side of things and then I was able to take that that um, knowledge and experience forward to avoid some of those issues going forward and, and, and help others to uh, to avoid those um, uh, drops as well. Well that's interesting it didn't sour your experience Andy in terms of what a what a like awful kind of first introduction almost to writing for games and yet you took it as a really positive stepping stone forward. I, I think that's the um, the privilege many of us forget that we've got you know i'm a i'm a uh if we, you've not got video but i but it's pretty pretty obvious that i'm a, a middle class white guy of a certain age um so you know i was able to soak up some of the problems a lot more um easily than than, than other people with different backgrounds would, would have i didn't face some of the challenges that were there and that's i think what a lot of our industries are still needing to look at particularly with the restructuring of theater and television um, after the uh, the current lockdown down, there is a real danger of us losing some of the progress we've made with underrepresented voices and working class voices. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I was I was in a fortunate situation uh, where I was able to learn with a more of a safety net than others do. Um, so again, I've tried not to take uh, that for granted uh, and um, uh, always try and take that um, 
bear that in mind when talking about my journey in. Uh, oh yeah, it's really easy. Follow me. Um, uh, I know you haven't got these ladders and it's different times, but uh, you know, um, but yeah, I think all of the industries you're going to face, you're likely to face a lot of these challenges at, at times, you know, so I, when I talk to people, it's making sure that people understand, yep, you are highly likely to get fired at some point if you're going to be in a, in a long, long-standing career, because most writers I know have been let go from various projects. Um, you are likely to um, end up with people trying not to pay you, etc. cetera. Um, but uh, yeah, it's finding the interest and the joys through it. So I mean, it, it had opened the door onto a, uh, an industry which had a lot of things in it, and I began to get excited about the storytelling forms. Um, well, that's that's what I wanted to ask you about, Andy. Uh, back in the back in the day, I'm talking about the same time, about 1998 or some something. I, I wrote an article, like an editorial article for this magazine. I can't remember what it was called now. You know, these magazines that come and go. But it was about like computer games being an, a, a new narrative art form and so on. I, I thought, whoa, I'm really cutting edge writing this article. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But you managed to pivot that into actually uh, some, some work. Were you very excited about that opportunity that kind of came accidentally your way? Did you sort of jump on it, even though it might not have worked out initially so great with that first job, but did you jump on it with vigor and with an excitement to get in early on something dynamic or was it just like ah it's a you know it's a job i need a job i need a job give us anything um i I was working um uh in-house uh during during the points where um where i was discovering some of these elements so financially i was able to to earn from other sets of writing and and then experiment with this and i wasn't quite sure um where the, the road was going to lead. I mean, at the time, it was a, it was a chance to play around with things uh, and an experiment and find a, a new creative avenue in, in an area that I enjoyed as a hobby. So it was like it was putting words into a medium and finding out. And I and I hadn't at that stage really figured out where the medium was going And because I think most people hadn't at that stage. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the, the big breakthrough for, for me in that respect, I... I was doing research, I was playing and I was reading around, but there really weren't books out there at the time. There were very few articles around, there was very little information. And I made it out to um, the Austin, where the Game Developers Conference, when that was in Austin, and attended the narrative track there, which was the very first time it it ran. Um, And I think that was a, a, a real, uh, see change for the industry because there were a lot of games writers gathered from across the world suddenly realizing that we weren't alone that there was a, a group of us that we could share ideas um, and that was uh, when the WGGB was beginning to take an interest in, in games and the IGDA had, had begun to, to, to have the narrative uh, group there so getting in touch with all of these minds and beginning to learn from them and see what they were talking about um, there was a there were a couple of books that were out and I'd read them and gone. They were academic treatises on what they thought the future would be, and even then, with only a couple of games under my belt, uh, well, sort of uh, five or six games under my belt by that stage, they read as naive and detached from the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, they were uh, suppositions and uh, forecasts of a future that didn't seem to bear any any relation to what was actually being made or how people were making it. Um, so at that point, um, a group of us decided to start writing some books so that people could see what was going on and what the, the process was. So I was able to learn from that and share what I'd learned um, and to really see 
the art form uh, that that was coming out of the industry because games writing wasn't necessarily valued within the industry and it certainly wasn't seen as a as a serious um form of writing by others uh even though the wggb was great on, on taking it board we did have trouble with some of our members then as we continue to do now with them with them realizing that this is a a, a medium like any other you can get mm. um uh, there are there are uh, there is a craft and a form to learn here and explore in a very serious industry um and i think um it's one of the one of the problems that still faces people is it's still viewed as an entertainment industry rather than a a, a medium in its own right uh so just as it's it's possible to get very deep intellectual uh, explorations of, of grief uh, uh, and in, in film. You can do that in games, but um, we're, we're getting there a little bit uh, slower because people still think it must be all, all just about entertaining people and that it's not a form where we can explore these deeper ideas. So, you know, if you look back at, at the formation of, of, of the film industry and when, we, when there were, you know, butlers looking through curtains if that was if that was how we saw the industry was our uh, film could all all it could be um we wouldn't have had the the amazing experiences which have have helped to motivate us um uh, within that art form art form um and we are beginning to see that 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 change well we have seen it over the last 20 years a very big change in, in the types of things that are being written about um so it's been great to come in I didn't realize it at the start of my career, but I've, I've enjoyed it from really from that point onwards is, is being in, involved in um, uh, the evolution, being, being there at the time when a lot of these things are being developed and, and worked out. Well, I think one of the first things that I saw your name on that I remember was Prince of Persia back in the day, back in the day. Um, just like what was, that was kind of, I suppose I would call that midway, maybe in the, evolution of narrative design it was kind of you know it was that time when things were really taking off in terms of trying to do something and but but having the money to do something decent as well you know uh what was it like just give us a snapshot of what that was like in that in those times like what was the scale how long did that were you working on that what 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 happened you know just as a kind of a as a case study mini case study um, well, that was the point when um, the, the term AAA was being used in a form that was more was easy to define. AAA basically um, was to do with the size of, of a team and the size of, of a developer. So when that term is used now, I would equate it more with when when you're talking about Hollywood blockbusters. So um, they're the, the games that get the those big budgets, the big marketing spend, all of that support, and they have teams of that size in, involved. I mean. Pop at that time um, had uh, an in-house an in-house team of around two hundred, but then there were a lot of other people working on it on the periphery as well. Um, so there's a, a discussion going on at the moment about um, the Last of Us Part Two, which has just come out. Um, that's a Sony exclusive from Naughty Dog, um, and the the count the total count of people working on that now as a, as a AAA today uh, is around is somewhere above two thousand people. Have worked on that in some capacity, from uh, design, writing, art, through to marketing and, and, and legal, etc. So, the, the 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 big budget end of these are huge. You're talking hundreds of, of, of millions of pounds moving around. Um, you know, the industry the industry uh, is bigger than than film and music combined now. Um, 
and I think that again that gets forgotten in the discussion. So when when uh, film and it is quite often film gets snooty about about video games, um, uh, uh, guys and gals, um, just remember that this is an industry bigger than yours and and music. It's an industry that started back in design work in the 1960s. So although it's still talked about as a new medium, it's not. Uh, you know we've learned a lot of what's uh, what's going on and, and formed these patterns. So. Um, coming across from film or television or books and existing uh, sort of a, a longer established medium into this one. Don't arrive thinking that you're coming to teach the industry lessons. There are things that you can, you can bring over and your experience can be extremely valuable and insightful. Uh, arrive knowing that you're arriving into a, a, an industry that has things to teach you. Um, and uh, that is, um, because uh, if you if you don't walk into it like that, you're going to you're going to cause, you're going to cause problems and uh, for yourself and for the project that you're on. And, uh, can I jump in with a craft question, Andy? In terms Certainly. of um, uh, well, Tim's had some experience on a game that he worked on, but I'm interested in just how games are developing now. So if we look at something like Uncharted, and you're hired to be the writer for that or the main writer for that, that's quite a linear narrative in terms of how the game is constructed whereas something like red dead redemption or the witcher is more what's the technical terms like open, open world open world so i mean i assume it's just a very collaborative process when you're working with the game designers anyway but what are the either what's the process or what's the key challenges when you're trying to create narratives like that um, well, the industry is is hugely diverse. So the the analogy I always use, and apologies if you if you've heard me say this before, but um, uh, when you're looking at games, is to think of it as sport. So um, film, films and books, um, uh, television are actually a narrower set of um, media to to look at in terms of the range that's there, both in terms of the the subject matter and the form uh, that's available. Um, so quite often when people talk about games, they look at, at Red Dead and, and, and games like that, which are the huge blockbusters, but then that misses a large percentage of the industry. Um, so um, your experience as a writer will vary depending upon what level you come into and what sort of, of game you're making. So uh, you could be working on um, uh, interactive fiction um, and visual uh, novels. Those are quite often... Um, a lower source of income, uh, so they're more of a of, a, of an indie art form uh, in, in terms of trying to make a living in it. And those are often solo ventures. Um, uh, so you're creating those yourself, or you're working in collaboration with only a couple of people to put them together. Um, then through to um, games like Uncharted, which is another Naughty Dog one. Um, so back to the, the last of us, which I mentioned before. Those are those are huge teams within which you fit as a small part. I think, again, another difference that's there is um, if you're coming in on those smaller projects or, or a story-led project, um, uh, such as interactive fiction, IF4, or visual novels, the story is central to those, uh, whereas in other games, uh, the, you can be writing without there being a story, so you're creating character or world or moments without there being a central narrative. Um, or you could be working on a, on a narrative game which has all of the issues to do with tech and design that often come before the writing. So you're writing around um, the spaces which are created by others. Um, whereas in a film, you might you you may be developing it from from thematic views up, and then talking about budgets, or you might be coming in knowing that you you've got a TV slot which is going to be a prime time detective, and therefore you've got 
genre formations and sides around it, but you are generally at the start of the process. Um, in games, you are in much more of a collaborative venture where you are creating or forming action in around the space that, that other disciplines are forming at the same time often. Uh, so it's forever a shifting palette where you come in one day and find that the tech's just not going to work to do the snowstorms and so we're going to move it to a desert because the particle effects will work better there. Um, uh, so there, there can be all sorts of seismic changes that, that shake out of the, the cross-disciplinary areas of it. Um, and also realizing that, that you've got to form your writing to fit the action. So sometimes there are projects where the, the action um, goes back to fit the, the story, but other times you are writing to fit the, the action which is given to you by somebody else. So the, the form and format can, can, vary there, can vary there as well. So knowing, knowing what type of project you're working in will, will hugely impact the influence that you have and your journey both into it um, and out. So again, back to the, the things like um, Steam and, and GOG and, and distribution platforms like that have allowed for smaller indie games. So you can, you can make a game with four or five people and release it on, on, the, on, a, on those platforms um, in the space of a, a year, three years. Whether you'll ever see money money back from that, but it's a, it's a wonderful creative process. And um, but that's almost beyond. that's almost in a way, Andy, a bit like your theatre days, yes. isn't it? It's 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 like interactive narrative vision of that, or a low budget feature, or you know, or any of those indie uh, ventures that we do. Yes, either for love or when we're starting out, or a bit of both, because yes. you can get hands on, you know, and you can get really into it and. Um, you know, uh, I'm excited about the work of the guys like Inkle and, and, and such where, you know, you can do interactive narratives now without having to know too much about code. You know, you can just kind of dive into it and, and give it a go, you know, and I think it's an ex exciting times to have those opportunities now where writers can, like you say, get more, get more hands on, get and collaborate with others, but in a very direct and see the, impact and the output of that almost instantly and give it a go yeah. to give it a test yeah. um what's your you've done loads of great uh, games that people would have heard of like division two and i think you're involved in the new watchdogs if i understand that to be correct but you probably can't say much about that and other things that are in the future and so on but what, what, what's been your favorite i know it's hard and it's like a silly question but what's been your favorite game that you've Work, worked on for personal reasons maybe more so than commercial success or anything like that um uh, i enjoy different aspects of different different projects so there's all sorts of uh, of ones um uh, i enjoyed the the design so touching on what what danny said about um uh, open world which we didn't really cover in depth open world is um for anybody that's listening that doesn't know sorry linear is a, is is quite often why there are non-interactive sections called cutscenes telling a story between sections of gameplay um so um games like uncharted and master was used use that quite a lot so there are filmic elements uh based in and around the play the, the the gameplay um open world uh, but they tend to proceed down a um a uh, an a to b structure so plot wise you know that you're going to arrive at a certain point at a certain time um with the player having limited freedom to to, to play around with that open world um Many of the games that you refer to now, there's a, new, there's a term which is being used now uh, to describe them, which is wide linear, uh, because you do often quite come back to, to these central points uh, and move through, but you've got a, um, a process of moving around, but they were the, 
play with the way of presenting an open world. Um, but there are more games now coming through which use procedural generation. Um, so they have uh, um, an even wider range of possibilities within them, but less control for the writer. So you're setting up scenarios and, and so forth. And, um, and the pacing varies a lot more there because the player can go off and explore the world before they return to the story. And they may not even find sections of the story. Um, that's coming back to, sorry, to answer what Danny said. And then from that, um, uh, I've enjoyed things. I enjoyed working on Most Wanted, which didn't have a Need for Speed Most Wanted, which didn't have a story in it, but that was the challenge of creating the world and the speech design and so forth within it. Um, Pop was a, a Prince of Persia was a game that I had a lot of um, control. I was the narrative director on that one. And so I did everything from the writing through to um, being in studio for the, the mocap and so forth. Mm. Uh, so the, the, this, the, the singular uh, con control over that one was, was, was great. And I, and I loved the world that was there. Um, I love that fantasy element, which there aren't, there aren't too many games doing. Um, Dirt Dagger and the Fallen Idol, that was a tiny little group of us. Uh, we did Dirt Dagger and the Fallen Idol and the Nuclear Zeppelin. Those were two little point-and-click uh, adventure games, um, sort of cartoon film noir, and that was that was really good fun to work on on those two. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm, really, I'm working on some stuff at the moment that I can't talk about, that I'm enjoying a lot of the aspects uh, of. Um, so, um, yeah, I wish I could... There's one project I wish we could talk more about because I... I um, I actually took some some time out over the last two or three years to go and learn about a particular form of writing um, uh, within within the medium, and I'm getting a chance to put some of those elements into practice with one of the projects at the moment. So that's that's been really good to be able to go out and do the research and then actually oh, see what a tease you are, Andy! Just a tease. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, the next one's about. going to be amazing. I've taken years <laughs> out to learn something, and I'm implementing it, but I can't tell you about any of it. <laughs> Well, you have to come back and tell us about it when it's when it's coming out, whenever that is, uh, in some that'll be great, some PlayStation Five future or whenever it is. <laughs> um, uh, As a new writer, Andy, for anybody thinking, right, I want to get some gigs writing for games, either you know practically just to launch their career or passionately because they love the genre. What are the key things? that you would recommend to do i would say follow you on twitter immediately because you share a lot of writing opportunities that you see about games which is terrific because i I'm, I'm not tapped into that kind of radar at all um so yeah follow you on twitter for the opportunities but anything else that they can do in terms of hustle or opportunity um so yeah at english scribe is, is where you'll find me um and uh and then you'll also find the wider network through through there so there's a group of us who are continuing what we did through igda and our um when there were don't know days of bulletin boards and emails um circulation um uh, uh making sure that information uh and opportunities get get circulated more widely um other than that, um, it's a bit similar to, to other industries where there's an element of networking about it. Um, I mean, the Writers Guild um, outside of, of, of pandemics organizes um, uh, networking events. Uh, we've just come off the back of doing a, a one-week um, mini festival online, which uh, had all sorts of things connected to it, and we'll be, we will be doing some more events like that. So looking out for those, those free events online. Um, Going to the websites of, of companies that you you like and and you like the work of and, and seeing what's what's up there. I mean, it's it's difficult with any of these things because everybody hopes that there is a a secret door that you can walk through uh, and all of the information will be revealed. And um, whilst 
there are issues with gatekeeping as there are in, in many industries. One of the one of the main things that there are, even for people who are established, is finding where the bloody gate is in the first point, because it keeps moving. Um, so trying to get any of that information about what's going on in the industry is, is, is a challenge. But the but the, the one of the differences that I think is a positive one, actually, is that if you go to um, the biggest company, you know, you go to Ubisoft or you go to the smallest company, they'll have a website and they will have job opportunities people they're looking for on there but yeah. of course, you mean you know you don't get that in other in other media forms really you know it's very rare to see you know um uh, film production companies saying you know they're looking for scripts or something they're, they're the opposite yeah. they're like don't ever send us you know hey writers <laughs> go away um yes. is it worth applying even do do you know with if people are just starting out do you yes. think it's still yeah, there's yeah. still an open door there there's the chance but very much so i mean the, the the problem is is it comes down to numbers i mean when i when i was talking about attending that that, that the um gdc in austin there were fewer opportunities but there were also a lot fewer people that were looking for those opportunities um there were other people that were moving out of other writing craft areas to, to move into games. Uh, there were some people coming up from um, from other disciplines uh, to, to write as well. Um, but now there are vastly more opportunities than there were because writing is, is, is established and the writing teams tend to be bigger. But the amount of people who are trying to get into the, to that field has, has multiplied beyond the number of jobs that have, have, come, have come into it. So I would say, you know, there's easily sort of 10, 20 times the, the types of opportunities that were available then. But there's probably 100 times the number of people that are trying to get those jobs um, because people have become really aware of, of games and, and narratives. So the, the, the numbers are, are, can be intimidating, but the industry does... Um, have doors open at all levels. I mean, it's it's a it's a juggle of main of getting into the industry and then maintaining a career. Um, uh, it's an industry that can burn people out um, as you go forward. So those are negative bits. But um, if you can find them at the right time, yes, they, there are um, internships. There are opportunities for people to to go straight into companies at um, at the start um, uh, if you get the timing of it right. So. I can't say to a room full of 250 people, yes, you'll all get into the industry because out of those people, there'll be a certain number who, who will, but those opportunities are there um, through persistence and, and, and being there in the right, at, the, at the right time. Um, so yeah, I know, I know people that have walked straight in through the door, um, first job into the industry and are still, are still working away in and have worked their way up. And other people that have come across from other media uh, in, into the industry and either work between them I know quite a lot of novelists that work with a foot in games and and, uh, and as novelists. Um, fewer TV writers because it's it's very hard to maintain a TV <laughs> career. Um, but um, uh, I know people that worked in both um, media rather than people that are, are, are constantly working in both. In both of them. Um, so yeah, you can you can come, you can come into the industry at any stage, um, but it is about that uh, having every, having all of your uh, preparation. Uh, ready for when that lucky moment happens yeah. Um, yeah well there's even a couple of or a few I assume uh, recruitment agencies that specialize in the video game sector uh, uh, so the, I don't know, can you sign up to them or how does it work with them 
Um, there's a couple of uh, cooperative groups and, and uh, small writing teams that work together. So I know a number of, a number of, sort of small groups who, where writers have gathered together to offer writing services. Uh, so there's that side of things uh, that, that cooperate together. Um, uh, groups like Tailspinners and, and so forth. And uh, then, there are small, then there are small agencies that work directly as you would think more as agents like uh, Lynx uh, who uh, represent uh, writers and, and put people into, into places and then recruitment agents will handle uh, narrative jobs um, as they handle other jobs and I think you can find work through through them they often don't understand narrative uh, because they're more used to dealing with programmers and uh, artists because that makes up the, the big numbers because even even on a game as, uh, where narrative is 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 central to it, you will be outnumbered. Um, uh, even if you've got a writing team um, uh, where you end up with 10 people on the project, which is very rare, but if you end up with a writing team of, of, of 10, um, that the likelihood is that that's 10 out of uh, 300 that are working on the project. So um, uh, um, the, uh, the the doors are open, but you're in, in that very strange point of being uh, with a huge within a huge group of people to work on it. I wandered off slightly off topic then. But I no, so that, was a better, that was a better, <laughs> that was a better answer than we could hope for really. <laughs> well, we got to, we got to uh, wrap it up, which is a shame because we could, uh, well, I could anyway, I could just nerd off about it forever. Um, let's just, uh, let's just end on one very, very short thing. Uh, what have you been playing recently that you've, that you've enjoyed uh, from a story point point of view the two well i'll, I'll pick out two because they are very different uh, that i've played this year that have uh, well three that are very different um there's there's uh, spider-man which is i guess a very good fun game really open world um uh wide linear sorry uh world where you get to explore and it, and they've managed to to really nail the the, the tone of the of the franchise for that uh, and that's fun um i enjoyed having fault from uh from mm. the team that you said with with, with Incall, and they're doing a lot of really good stuff with procedural generation and i loved the the, the way that they're and uh, not particularly not not fully in that game but that they're, they're they play with narrative form a lot and i enjoyed what they with, they've done with that and the, the form of the game is very different so um, I'd recommend that. That was one of the few games that I finished and then went straight back to the start and played it again. Um, and then the other one that I'm playing at the moment, no spoilers because I've not finished it yet, um, and I can't say that I'm necessarily enjoying it, uh, is uh, because is, is The Last of Us Part 2. And, I, and that's a really strange one because it's the, the, the subject matter and the form of it is um, very grim and very bleak. So it's, it's very well done. I think there's a, a bigger discussion we can have about that one. Um, but uh, yeah, it is a, uh, it's a bit like playing the road but for mm, yeah. <laughs> 30, 40 hours. Um, so, laugh a minute, laugh a minute. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an experience and a half, but it's not when we come and go, wow, I enjoyed that. It's just like, God, thank, thanks for that. I, uh, in the middle of a pandemic, what I really need to do is, is uh, learn about all the worst of humanity. Uh, but yeah, th th those are the three that, I would, that have stood out so far this, this year. And fantastic. I'm looking forward to playing Before I Forget on Steam, which is a, a game about uh, dementia. Okay. All right, fantastic. Well, we're going to have to wrap it. We're going to have to. We've got less than a minute left, Danny. Got less than a minute. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all right. So we just. Uh, wrap. And if so, we'll just provide all links uh, via the when we post the. Exactly, but we must thank Andy for his time and for his advocacy of writers everywhere. So, uh, big thanks to you, Andy, for all your, all, all your ongoing support of writers everywhere. 
that's it from us then at UK Scriptwriters. Uh, you can find out more about uh, and Andy on his uh, IMDb and Andrew S. Walsh is on IMDb. Uh, or search for Andy Walsh Games Writer. He's got his own website. He's got his Twitter. And uh, same with us, UK Scriptwriters. You can find us on Facebook uh, and uh, Twitter and on iTunes. Anything to add, Danny? That's it. See That's you it. We'll see you next time, listeners. Bye, Bye Thanks, now. Andy. Thanks, Thanks Andy. Thanks, Andy. Stay creative. <laughs> yeah.